I've just been reliably informed that this is our 60th uh, release episode by uh, a source. I won't name any names. Um, so I, the last 10 have been the isolation rambles, which I think have been quite good for allowing us to vent and release some pent-up you know, frustration about being locked in. It was for our benefit as much as everyone else's. And like, we spoke to some really cool people. We got some like, old friends back and... We're dead grateful to everyone for kind of sticking along with it. Bye, let's get back to normal. I think the whole world's kind of wanting to do that. Um, yep. And we've, we've all bought fancy microphones as well now, so... So, our <laughs> well, <laughs> way of getting back to normal is to return in, uh, to the scene of the crime kind of thing, like, you know, when lockdown all started. Uh, the, the first week of lockdown, or as it was uh, unfolding, we had a live show, which in hindsight, you know, if, we, if I could jump back in a time machine, I'd probably have cancelled that gig, but... We really didn't know how crazy the world was going to be. Yeah. So as far as I'm well, concerned, no one's got coronavirus. It was at that gig, so we were all well. Happy. We were doing on about it. So it was Thursday the twelfth of March, and then it was Friday the thirteenth that the football stopped and the Glasgow Comedy Festival started cancelling shows and all the big venues are cancelling stuff. And we were kind of it was weird because I I don't really remember this. I remember bits and pieces of chatting to Mark, but there was apprehensive jokes about coronavirus throughout where we're kind of like we know this is a big deal coming up but yeah it was more the panic buying comedy that kind of filtered into it and then jokes about don't cough on me but it was i at that point everybody thought it was going to last for two uh, two, three weeks and then we would be sound did shake hands quite rigidly and often with mark during that whole thing as well it was yeah, but we could potentially have killed off one of uh, Scottish comedy's great characters. So I'm yeah. glad we didn't. But you know, if we did, I would I would have taken that. You know, because well, you've got to jail for it. He started his own podcast now as well. So we've got another rival on the scene. So would, yeah. would, would that have been the worst thing in the world? Yeah, true, true. Well, the reason he started his own podcast is um, because he was meant to be going out on the road with uh, Jane, and you'll hear it at the end of this podcast. The main thing about this is, and you'll hear it in the first. Uh, you hear it in the first couple of minutes of the second episode of this, but the first episode is completely shite audio, bollocks audio. Um, for a series of circumstances, we ended up not getting the audio file that was recorded through the desk, boring technical stuff, and we've uh, got <laughs> got audio from a camera that was in the back that's basically next to the bar, so you can hear people getting cans, ice machines, the fan above it. But Danny, Shane, and I are, are relatively clear at points. Mark isn't, so it's. It's entirely up to you if you want to stick through it. I'd suggest sticking on some earphones. It's a really funny episode. He's discernible if you concentrate and have earphones in. Don't, like, you know, have it on the back garden and expect to hear everything. Saying the episode is completely fine. Yeah. We, yeah. we wouldn't have put this out if we, it was completely, completely beyond, I don't know, worth listening to. So, like James says, buy in a pair of headphones and, and enjoy it. And it's, it's like a one-off. Like, don't think that... Because the, the chances are people are listening to this thinking, oh, cool, somebody for still game. Don't think that audio-wise, this is like the standard. It's usually much better than this. Although the, pat, the patter probably isn't. Nah, nah, definitely. He carries us. Um, but I so enjoy that. We've got so many cool guests lined up as well and uh, plenty of content for podcasts moving forward. What we'd ask you guys is if you could, you know, like and subscribe and share. Um, we've invested our own money into this now. You know, we enjoy doing it, but we know there's a, there's a selective uh, amount of people that enjoy us doing it as well. 
So we spent hundreds of pounds um, getting equipment so we can record this at home and uh, safely do so. So every single bit of support that you guys show us um, is validation for our, our purchases. So share it with your mates, um, like the page, leave a review and um, give us feedback, man, because it's always fucking appreciated and sometimes needed as motivation to keep going. Yeah, and uh, I, I actually won't even make fun of James for that. I agree with him this time. And to the people who were at the live show um, and the people who sadly couldn't make it for, for reasons that were quite obvious at the time, uh, thanks very much. We donated £410 to Chrissy's house based on ticket sales and uh, buckets at the bar and stuff like that. So we're really grateful to everyone who donated and we're also really grateful to Mark for giving up his time for nothing to join us at what was becoming quite a scary time in the world. Definitely. So enjoy. Here's part one of the first live show podcast. Part two won't have an introduction. The audio is much better. If you don't listen to part uh, part one because of the audio, there is some uh, jokes carried over that you might miss, but uh, full truth because there's some really funny stuff in there as well, including Danny talking about um, a, a sex, sex act with his mum in the first row um, as well. So that's worth sticking around for. Enjoy. I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> The following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. How are you? Are we good? Yeah! Good. Pleased to hear it. Shane decked it, chasing after James. <laughs> Not even kidding. Decked it, came in and went, oh, I smashed it on the floor. Didn't do anything damage, sadly, but... Uh, so James Peter, no, don't, don't want him to joke, come on. <laughs> don't, don't want him to die just yet. Uh, once the show's done, we'll kill him off. Uh, right, so I, need, I was going to do stand-up, but it doesn't feel right, because look at the state of this so far. Like, Shane's at the deck, James has fucking just paid a fiver to go 100 yards in an Uber. We're all going to die in the next couple of days anyway, so nothing fucking matters. So, it's nice to be doing this and kill time before everyone comes out. It's the first thing I've been on a stage in about four years and it's a buzz, man. It's like, good to see you all. It's weird that you are all looking at me and going, it's like the guy that, like, he's the one that, like, got his dick out in front of the trains. <laughs> <laughs> is, is he the one? Hi, Mum. How are you? <laughs> My mum's here. <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, my mum was the only person that paid the £4 concession rate for this. <laughs> this charity show where every penny goes to Chrissy's house, my mum was the only person that saved £1. <laughs> so, Mark Cox has turned up. He's the only one that's reliable out of the four of us, so we'll bring him out in a few minutes. Um, so, I hope we have, so I've got to say stuff. So, we've got a plan for tonight, apparently. Um, yes. Did you all get fucking pen and a bit of paper and all that shit? Yes. Right, there's a cup on the bar, a plastic cup that I think it's got Tinder shit written on it or something like that. So the only way I could inspire me to, to do something for this was to offer myself up for public humiliation. Um, so go for it, go to town on me. Absolutely fucking crucify me because we have nothing planned and we are really, really relying on you guys tonight, to be honest. <laughs> Um, and then, so I marked to come out, we'll talk to him for about an hour, you'll get like a 15 20 minute break. We had lovely Carla in the door, I don't know if she's down yet. Um, Carla, are you here yet? 
she's still upstairs. Um, so she's going to like grab that stuff, bring it to the back, we'll come out and all that stuff. Uh, there's also a blue bucket on the bar um, where we're going to print off a logo for Cassie's house. Nobody's done it, nobody's done it, nobody's done it, to be honest. <laughs> Use me that fiver for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's all going to charity and we're all going to die soon, so it doesn't matter. It's weird because we had like 12 people call off yesterday and they're like, I don't feel well. And it felt like, see, like, see like you arrange a party and you're a wee guy and people start like going, oh, I can't make it. And you roll your eyes and people are messaging us and going like that, oh, look, I'm, I'm not really feeling that well. And you're like, fucking stay the fuck away, right? <laughs> don't come here, we don't want you. Don't want your charity money. Uh, so yeah, I've got. I need to actually read this bit out. It's a serious. So on the bucket for Chrissy's house, we've raised I think it's just under four hundred pounds for them, just through you guys being here alone. So thank you very much for that. And we want to raise a wee bit more. So Chrissy's house offers a safe environment where people in crisis can get respite for their unwellness by finding refuge in Chrissy's house and involvement in an individually tailored program to offer support through their journey. Now James and I are both fucked in the head, so. We empathise all that stuff we want to do as much as possible. It's fucking getting fucked in the head, man. Like, you don't know what he's messing with it. Um, and we just want to raise as much money as possible to help them out. So, are you ready through the back? Thank you. Sorry. Just you fucked your intro already by popping your head around the side. Right. <laughs> right. This is like the first 10 minutes, we have got two hours to go. Right, so I've got, uh, first out is going to be, oh, spoiler alert, it's going to be James. Uh, so he is my closest friend, he's an advocate for addiction recovery, a record breaking radio producer. <laughs> but you mostly know him as the guy that shat come. So, first out, let's welcome James McGuire. Fucking five on man. And see that way I was apologising to the guy. I was like, mate, I'm really sorry, despite the fact that he's getting money for fuck all. A wee entertaining anecdote to say later. I'm just gonna talk this way. Hi everyone. I'll go down here just now. I'm definitely not gonna do stand-up, so please continue. I'll come back up then. I didn't the shite come by the way. <laughs> See what happened is I was doing a shite and then the cum came out of my dick. It's, they're quite close, the prostate and... <laughs> That's my mum. I know, I know. Me and, me and her used to have wars about who had seen the best celebrity. I think yours was Dev from Corey and Coolio. Um, and Why did you start with Dev and Corey over Coolio? That was the first one, I remember. Anyways, we should probably move away. Yeah, right, I took the video in this country. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so here's my intro. Uh, anyone Earthquakes, terrorism, and Sauron, all terrible things to happen to New Zealand in recent history. That's terrible. But uh, not as bad as this bastard, it's Shea Kewison! Yay! <laughs> Can you touch it? Do you know what it is, mate? Because it looks like you don't. I don't know, is this a cool pose? Close your stick. <laughs> <laughs> stick. 
Right, so one other thing before we bring Mark out, Mark is definitely left by now. Mark has absolutely ran away by now. <laughs> that taxi is making more than a fiver off of you. <laughs> so uh, we want to do one thing with you guys before we bring Mark out and actually start this properly and be entertaining. Uh, and that is, uh, we've got a, a fan who we reference. Oh, I use the word fan. Uh, we've got a person that we reference. Me, whatever you say is okay, look at the state of him. So we've got a guy called Kenneth who is in New Zealand who after I think the second or third episode, none of us know who he is because if he knew who she was he wouldn't have messaged us. Um, but he sent a thing just saying, oh, I love the podcast, blah blah blah. So ever since then like Kenneth has essentially been our mate. Would, would we go so far as to call Kenneth our groupie? Yeah, I FaceTime him every time I'm drunk in a bar. Yeah, it's awkward as fuck. There's a good, there's a good time difference, you know, because he's just getting up for breakfast and I'm going to shit my feet. Kenneth, you can't hear what the fuck I'm saying, we're just yelling, Hey Kenneth, we love you! And he's going, his girlfriend and his kids crying in the background. It's pretty awkward. Thank you, he thinks that like, that shat cum thing was like a pure profound statement in a Scottish accent. It's like, oh, this thing's a thing of shit cum. Shit cum. Yeah. I just realised that the last episode, for anyone who listened, I admitted that I shat myself in a nightclub, so I'm cool. <laughs> Did you shit cum? I don't know, mate. Yeah, it just all started coming. Anything you say is fine after that. Right, Kenneth, we fucking, right, don't go for shit and come talking about Kenneth. That's not a nice transition. Uh, so, what we want to do, Kenneth asked if we could stream this, and obviously we can because it's fucking. We're going to say you're trying to record this fucking thing, you're going to try to film it. So, we want to do a wee thing where we want all of you to see a big hello to Kenneth. So, if you've got your phone, Aye, how do we do this, mate? Uh, Shane's a videographer, so I'll give it him. Right, you're going to have to run upstairs as well, because there's fuck all reception in this dungeon. No, we're not phoning them, we're just taking a video to send them. Are we faxing him? <laughs> Can you see this okay, mate? I can't see fuck all. I can't right, see fuck all. Oh, Let's do this. Alright, are, 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 are we counting it? Is everyone going, G'day, Kenneth? Oh, we'll put it in like selfie thing. We planned this part. We nailed this. Why am I the one? Fucking directing this, you're the producer. <laughs> no one. I just sound old as fuck, but how do I turn around? Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, is, everyone is very quickly realising why James is about to lose his job. <laughs> <laughs> that that kind of hurts. <laughs> Coming from the guy who said, We're both fucking hit. That's why I'm always here. Right, hey, I'll, I'll speak to right, let's do this. Right, Kenneth, hello, it's Danny from Drug Therapy. We're at the live show and everyone's going to say hello to you in like five seconds, right? So everyone, you ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey! That was fucking awesome. Kenneth, we've made Can we make them do more things? Probably, but let's ease it in. Right, so bye Kenneth, we love you. Right, stop. Beautiful, beautiful. Right, we're fucking way behind already. See how many fans we're making. So what we're actually going to do is record the podcast now, Shane. Uh, Thank you, Buck. Uh, Shane, do you remember the introduction, is that correct? Yeah, I'm still just sexing uh, Kenneth, I'll give you back that. Uh, Mark is gone, so what we do when Mark doesn't come out, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Alright, so if anyone knows this intro, feel free to do it with me, because I was drunk when I did it, and I can't really remember it. This podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, language can get a wee bit eerie from time to time. So, grab a beer and join us. We'll work on that. Talk to you later. It's Drunk Therapy, the podcast. Live! Yeah.
Is that it? Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Music. Do you know what? I just uh, turned around to Mark backstage and I went, I'm a wee bit nervous. There's a room full of people. Fuck knows why. Uh, especially given the fact that we're all facing impending doom. Um, but he turned around to me and said, try facing 10,000 people with a hydro. Alright, so, <laughs> He's already downgraded this to a wee shite, but he's shit. To be fair, I haven't seen the toilets in here. One of them doesn't have a seat. Yeah. That's the one I chose. Um, but we're going to bring him on. We are really, really honoured that someday of his stature would bless us with his presence. If one of you's got an actual introduction, I'll oh, just keep going. No, we need to get good at the intro, so you're good. Um, so, without further ado, he's played in front of hundreds of thousands of people. He's been part of their lives for over 20 years, from tuning the fact to still game. So, please give a huge round of applause for Mark Cox, ladies and gentlemen. Up there, to be honest. <laughs> we are honoured, we are that honoured. <laughs> Settle down first, Jim. <laughs> Before we start, I'm going to chuck these normal guys so I'm not fucking ready, are they? I thought I was cold, but no, just can't see shit. Get back there. Yeah. I thought it was like banter we had. You're like, ah, you fucking idiots, ah, damn you, cunt. First and foremost, Mark, you're a cat guy, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a cat guy. I get shit all the time. You see, you look behind you. This is my cats, right? That's that's Isa, oh. and that's Ham. Oh. Yeah, no relation. No. <laughs> Very nice. So, are you a fan of the cats? I'm a fan of the cat. I've got a cat in the house. Oh, the movie. Movie the cat. And do I do? I take nothing to do with it. I don't know if she's still alive, but definitely not. Two Christmases ago, I remember. Either of your cats viciously attack you on site. Oh, it doesn't cat can I, it just, what the cat does is it wakes me up at five in the morning. Crawl down your face. Snatch and snatch, wants mm. to do it, wants to get in, wants to eat. Tam attacks James quite a lot, it's, it's an ongoing So you could not attack me yeah. as your character from Serbian. Tam, very understandable. Mm. Scratch me in the leg the other day. Do you remember, was it Sunday when they had the People to Love Island in? And you had like a big scratch right down the side of your neck. And we always say that you sound like a domestic abuse victim when you talk about these cats. <laughs> I'm not kidding, it was like right down the side of his neck there. And he went, nah, I deserve that one. <laughs> Scratches you get to your own sex and you're like wearing it like a badge of honour. Are you fucking okay? <laughs> At this stage, it's getting quite close. Anyway, so how are you, Mark? Thank you very much. I'm telling you, I thought to myself, you know, I'm mean, pushing the rain, you know, the world's ending, pandemic. I thought it was the worst thing could happen in a room full of strangers and no windies or nothing. <laughs> Do you think that's the weirdest thing is that this is still a lower point for you than the bad weather and the fact that we're all about dying? bizarre. How long's it been since you played the hydro? <laughs> Time's a tap, eh? <laughs> that's the first time you saw me about that. 2014, that was. I know, but the last time. So it was only a few months ago, wasn't it? And now you're in front of these lovely magic. Yeah, fucking legend! He's got a lovely beard, and he might kill you. <laughs> <laughs> kill me, just don't cough me. <laughs> so, what, what's it like, like when you get to. 
like we were shouting at when we came out here and there's about 60 people here. So say you, you're backstage at the Hydro in front of fucking like 14,000 people. Speaking of backstage at the Hydro, they said we'll do the Hydro, you know, that's great. So you go, oh, that's magic, we've got amazing stuff as well. So then you're rehearsing in the Hydro and there's nobody in the Hydro. You've got a person in it and you're rehearsing, you're doing a run through. And I remember standing, and I had, the first one I had a, a full page and a half dialogue, a story. And I remember talking to my wings, and right, right, I thought, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> they're going to throw, they're going to hate us more than anything on earth. That's what I thought would happen, I thought it was going to be a disaster. So this was a comeback show? This was, a, this was the very first show when we came back. It all went well, apparently. <laughs> Have you done a lot of live stuff before, Matt? I've done a wee done a lot of theatre, I worked with Jane a lot, we a lot yeah. of time when after dinner speaking in the day, uh, nights with the folk. Some of went really, really badly. <laughs> but it's getting in your wheelhouse then, you understand it? Oh, aye. Uh, when, when you say they've gone really badly, like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you on stage? Because you've been fucking smashing it for a while, yeah. you've probably got some nightmares. When I was younger, and, 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 and when the show finished, I got asked the day after dinner speaking or something, and 20 days, I said, like, yeah, I'll do it. Good money. And I go there and right away. It was like the eyes of the day when I was up shopping. There was that atmosphere going on. There was an atmosphere in this room. It's all men, we're all boys, and I'm the last, right? Half eleven at night. And I'm going, my mouth was all that dry, nervous way, and all that. It was fucking rubbish. And I'm sure, part of my language, somebody shouted, I think maybe two people shouted during my thing, get fucking half! <laughs> I'm really, really, really cursing that for me. Actually, I think, and see after that, I, I would be in the shower for months after that, and I would go like this, well, and I would come back to me and I would go, and I would go like this, honestly, completely out of the blue. The strangest PTSD ever. Then some of it really well. We did one with Jane a few years ago, we did it really well. First time it went really well, second time we got all the timing rang. And, uh, no, we didn't get time right. The guy was on the floor, it was all dead funny. We were all dancing, then we were back and we were like, I could sense it. And Jane went, <laughs> Jane went off the side, and she sat down in a chair, and they were all clapping my heart to the police come back out there. And she says, I'm never going back out there. <laughs> <laughs> she already thrown up and came back to that. That'll be us at half time. <laughs> you guys are paid anyway. <laughs> So take us back then, 20, 21 years ago, was it the Tune of Fat first came on the screens? 21 years ago, what is that 21 years ago? It was 1999, I'm sure, which is mental. I'd have been drinking with Paul Riley, and remember where it was in the south side, and uh, he said, I'm going to do a phone call, but probably like I'm doing this comedy show. You want us to do other bits and all that, and then he repeats it. And I went, back, what's the happiness? And then right off. Okay. Were you involved in the radio show before it then? No, I think that was just... Well, who was involved in the radio show? Bizarre and the Bizarre and the And then we talked about the various other people and then whatever happened to get Karen and Barry and what. And then uh, she... Uh, she often says that she was like, she used to watch it, she was like, she was sitting in her bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was there. She told us that was uh, she was pregnant when it was filming, wasn't it? Exactly. Which kind of it's weird to think because you could see her playing some of the characters very well and sure that easily. We tried to get them to the start of finding each other on a podcast, but Jane was just far too nice for it. She was very professional in her, in her, <laughs> <Or> non, <laughs> in her non-putting down of Karen and Bar. But 
for, for you, like, the fact, like, I think if I was to say the word fandan, people would immediately know what sketch is talking about. Yeah, is it Shane? Yes, you know. You're one. Yeah, you're like 11 years old in New Zealand, and everyone's running around going fandan. I would say that was probably your, for, for you personally your most I, I, iconic I, I, sketch I, 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 in fact. I never go to the castles and ones that's right. Now, what happens now when you're, uh, you get older and you go over the years ago? Oh, they used to, used to film, they filmed the candidate and my boy. I said, they filmed everything. Everywhere we filmed fucking flats. <laughs> that used to be a car showroom. Everything's gone. It's really, really weird. And even after all the years, I think. What are the pubs you found in? It's just a sad thing about Glasgow, isn't it? I'd say that. You take pride in that, you go, oh, that didn't used to be there, you know, it used to be a great pub with a lot of good characters in it. A lot of good characters. Then your girlfriend goes, I don't give a fuck, I don't want to see where you live. Stop trying to come. I can't believe I say that out loud. Did you, like, did you guys have any inkling, because I remember the, uh, I think I remember the first night that Tuna Fat was on air, and then I went to school the next day and everybody was just quoting it. Well that was the thing they always talked about, and they two were always quite wise in that, in particular. Everybody talking about the, who's talking in the water cooler in the morning. Uh, that's, a, that's a strong radio an term as well. An American program. The water moment. Water. They're always talking about that's what it was. You know, they're always talking about the catchphrases and everything else. And that was obviously about his meeting. They hadn't had that for a sketch show for a while like that. So it was, it was uh, everybody was talking shouting and throwing stuff at me. Did you, did you guys know that it was going to be that big no, at the start? No, not at all. I remember the very first day of filming we used to see at the Rotunda. That was the very first day of filming filmed in there. I joined the casino that day. Which led to myself excluding. Well, you're, you're talking to a gambling addict here. <laughs> ah, you've come now. <laughs> you've come you've, you've changed. Um, so, like, talk us through then that, you know, that first year kind of thing because I'd imagine you walked down the street and people were just shouting shit. Because the country, I suppose it's talking about that entirely. Something becomes really popular, and I've been fortunate enough to do two things that have been awful, awful popular. So, everywhere you go, everywhere you go in Scotland, you know, particularly this period, we all the time, everywhere, you know, all different ages, that's the thing as well. All different ages, and I thought you were trying to be, this is where I was in Greg's and the things I'm in Greg's, and I was a big group of teenage school boys, and I got to meet with Jamie Paul, and I got and I realised I knew the manager of SKR. I'll show up that he's going to go in. She went, Make you up to town with a stonekey! Coffee and we're in class on photographs for 20 minutes. It's brilliant! And it's actually been liked the whole time. So I'm dead used to it. My boy's 10 and he would be standing at the foot and he'd come up. And my boy would just store in the back. Oh, I've got photographs of me storing with my boy. <laughs> do, do you think they're doing that just so that they can claim, I know what happened to Tam's way? <laughs> <laughs> but Tam's real way, my boy started last year with the Easy Gone Boy. <laughs> that was a silver bump. And the woman came up and she talked to me and talked to me, yeah, that's good, that's good, good. And I heard him, this is going to polite boy he is. He didn't say it enough for her to hear it. He said to me, I'm fed up with this. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you ever get to that stage? Because I imagine everyone is nice and they mean well, but fuck, it would be annoying, wouldn't it? I've never ever felt like that. And very, very rare, very somebody's steaming or somebody's whatever else. But that's the business you're in. You don't want that. It's something else, you know. And, uh, we hear other people in the business are very, very against it. Kind of, of course, nowadays, as of today, they do get photographs taken. <laughs> <laughs> Touching folk, coughing folk, licking folk. This, this coronavirus is like the day that Polly McLean that played Mrs. Doyle in Father Ted. But this is the day she's been waiting for. Because she, she openly like, says she wants nothing to do with Father Ted anymore. She hates people approaching her. And that always kind of like, fascinates me. And it was something that I asked Jane about. And she's like, well, I don't really get noticed that much because it's like a lot of aging and all that, you know. And, and your game is in trouble when we posted the video of, like, look, it's Jamie Carey and you were replying going, no, her name's Isa. She's Isa. <laughs> is, that, is that just after years of people calling you Tam and she gets away with it? She's almost a lot of weight and all that, she looks Maybe she's, she's hot. Yeah, she's fucking slightly. Have you guys seen Jamie Carey in real life? Versus Isa. I'd just, like to distance myself from problematic comments. <laughs> Also, if my girlfriend's here, which I know she is, I don't mean it. I love you. Change <laughs> <laughs> the subject. My girlfriend's walking, so it's all good. Isa's all. <laughs> <laughs> she would get me went to a post people to put an eye to put me away for a drink and said, thing they would take, wicked thing, please. And then, sort of time, sat and sang, and I believe to went to a wedding party. So we did that. She's killed me a little. Anyway, go have a long story, but a whole wedding party. Everybody in the bride, the group, oh, the group, the the group, the group, the the group, 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 the the group, the group, the group, the group, and then you tell me, no. <laughs> See, if she was in tune with that, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> <laughs> you must get that though. Like, is that a moment of dread when somebody looks at you and goes, and you're like, fuck's sake, not again. Well, it's happened in different bizarre places, you know what I mean? What's the most bizarre? Have you been in holiday and it's happened? Oh, it happens in holiday a lot, but it happened in the Bronx Zoo in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Talk us through that. I went to New York and 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 I went to New York he knew somebody, knew somebody, and at that time they sent the tapes out. That was the thing. <laughs> sent the discs out, that's what used to get them, get them there. Buy the tapes. I sent the DVDs out of my system, Canada. Come on, chip. It's always that. Sending the tapes and the DVDs out. I had it in there, a, a Mexican guy in a subway in Belfast as well. I always remember this, you are Tam from Steelgate. It's funny to you, and it's And that happens a lot down south. It happens in London a lot, and it happens, it happens with jobbing Scots people, Scots guys working in the city. Stopped. Oh my god. I'm a happy speak, I'm Ruri. From, uh, <laughs> from the city bank. 
Uh, his name's I like the Scottish patter and that same accent. You got any mental stories from chewing the fat? Because I think we should talk about still game as well. Chewing the fat, I was just thinking they were talking about places that are shot. We, we used to, back in the day, we used to drink in the big film in the pubs before we did studio. The date they cheap as well as the date in the pubs, it was cheaper than down the set. And regularly, folk would say, usually you'd have, you know, you'd have calibre for singing a song, singing the old world songs. You know, if you want to break your heart, and all that stuff, and you'd film in the sad heart, you'd say, Because I've had two pints and then I went, then, then I went, okay, we'll break for breakfast. Right, we're gonna have that, we're gonna go over. Twenty past nine. You know, so that was the kind of thing which you wouldn't do, you wouldn't do now, for many reasons, but... And then the pub we filmed it, obviously, for some game was the Gimlet, which is a pub in Mary Hill, New Houses. That was a pub. That's a sad story again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that terrible story. Oh, it's flat. What's happening to us, Simon? It's alright, I don't know we'll be dead in these places now. <laughs> <laughs> we might just be people alive in there. We used to film in the Gimlet, and we'd go in there, we didn't get made up at 7 o'clock, we'd go in at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we'd come and go in the Gimlet front bar, and the doctor would go out. Can you go next door and tell him to keep it down? <laughs> and I'm walking since the previous day in the back of that. You would say that to you? Saying, we would say to me, you're going to tell me to keep it quiet. But I could come up with a And fucking Mary Hill as well. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That is go up holes in the bar. Go up two dates in the sink. They tell me they get shot in it. The guy gets shot in it. Uh, so these are all the stuff. Counting days. <laughs> Good old Glasgow. So sad these places are flats now, man. <laughs> Speaking of, see, we were talking about there grabbing the pints. What do you drink? See, still game. Um, what, what are you drinking when you're in there? Is it just like non-alcoholic? Uh, if you have a half, you would, have, they would ask me, they would ask me do you want? Do you want apple juice or do you want sugar water? Which is as it is, it should be horrible. My dad, just, yeah, my dad used to do that when we were younger. I just have a wee sugary bar. I came from poverty. We didn't have just so much. So, I was going to say, see, still game kind of started in due to fact, didn't it? Aye, we did the, uh, we had the, the old men singing and then we had, uh, it was a couple of scenes, that I was in a stone, uh, Jack's watch at one time, and then, um, that was a few scenes within it, they could introduce different characters in there, you know, and uh, it could have grew through there, but obviously they were giving the question to write the series with uh, Zola in it, and then obviously they built all these different characters in there, you know, so... So was that why I was shooting the fact I was running, you were... Well, I obviously have pitched that uh, as an idea after shooting the fact was finished, because I was kind of fed up there. So, I was, uh, and for the get-go it was really, really good fun, you know, it was a great laugh. Was that the kind of thing that they knew was going to happen, or did they just come up with a skit and everyone went fucking apeshit for it, and they went, oh, let's keep doing that? Well, there was all that stuff about different characters in. Tune of that, Ronald Villiers and all that, and I've talked to him about it. 
How do you know he's needing new Zalatma? Is this silver? I think he's came with Easter man, I'll do a sense of it. Is this your game with you? Wait till tomorrow, Mark Cox's dead. To be fair, they wouldn't believe that if I said that tomorrow. Please don't do that. Until you can share this podcast. So, you know. So, uh, you've been too serious so far, I've been looking at my clipboard too much. I don't get a fucking clipboard, what is that? Carl, you got your clipboards, Carl is... I hope, it's, I hope it's doing well for you. I'm upset about you. So yeah, Tam Mullen became probably a very iconic character in Still Game. One of the things I said to Jane when she was here is that people would call somebody like Eliza, for example, I'm staring at probably my mother and my sister right now, who are known as Eliza's, like a couple of nosy bastards is what that would be. So Tam also became that kind of, that name, I you mean, Tam Mullen, is that like a proud moment? People say that all the time, I don't know what they call my, I don't know what they call me. Let me guess. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace. So, it's great to be part of something like that and people do recognise you, but of course it is. Actors are always moaning about no work in the morning when I'm working in the morning, they're typecast money for this and that. But who in the gets a chance to be in a series as long as I can only see this as? What's the most mental thing that's happened over the time? Because how long did Still Game go for? Years, I don't know, a long time, over, probably about 14 or 15 years with a break in the middle. Yeah, did you, was there any mad hijinks? Mad hijinks, I'm going to crack them up. Any mad pranks that went down, or was there any, like, did you fuck with each other? Because I imagine when you filmed... Never fucked each other, no. Hello? Paul, that's looking good, I've seen him recently. Let's see what happens when the virus kicks in and see what happens. Yeah, we had a couple of things. I went and I bought a car. I bought a car. And uh, we had a car. And uh, I read it was the colour. Well, we're filming just a line for the gimlet. That's where the unit base was. Uh, I was driving up. I remember parking at the table. Getting in from the day's work. Everything as is. But I mean, somebody took a shot in the car. Alright, it's fine. I'm driving about in the car. Now, it's not busy uncommon for folk to peep. Waving. Wait, can you make that peep thing again? <laughs> <laughs> I like dodging it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember driving about and I was having a day. I thought it was quite active. Before going like that, and laughing, I'm going, I'm laughing. I'm outside thinking it was the south side, and then down me, and the south side, outside the Sainsbury's, and a van comes up beside me, and a guy, when's his window, and he goes, yeah. That's how belt on me. Because that was dumb. I thought, right, and I, I, I kind of don't know what I'm going to do at the end. I'm going to go back to the belt on me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to the belt on me. I the car park and for 36 hours, own my car at the back. It's a professional Reggie play. Proper Reggie play. All back. <laughs> And when I parked the car, I knew I know what it is, it was outside the energy place. So the car, Riley, they claimed that the car eventually came clean. They went in and said, Could you make a Reggie number up for his car and just stick over it? That's what he did. That was a ball bag. Two days. Is that legal? Sorry. 
The classic Glasgow response. Listen, um, we, we did throw out some Instagram questions. We'll do a first one just now. Um, is Kat here? Kat from here, alright? Anywhere? She's either not here or too shy. Too shy. Because she's just remembered what this question is. Mm. Uh, Kat wants to know if you will nip her. <laughs> As I say, let's see what the virus, where it goes. <laughs> what my desires are as human beings. Fucking here. I just like that you think that the virus is going to create mad orgies. There's only we can use that as an excuse for everything now, like just like that virus. Like, we don't really shake hands with you and the sound guy tonight because like, we might infect each other. So the answer would have been yes, but the virus. Yeah, that virus. Oh, you always say that at the end of the world, you just. You, you, your inhibitions completely each other. and you, uh, you go that, do you want a shag? And maybe somebody will say, I fuck it. See, don't ruin part two of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, it gets pretty explicit. I'm going to love it when it, it just becomes the norm. Like Friday and Saturday nights in Glasgow, four hours steaming and you go try to get into the civilian and it's just like, here mate, know that you've had enough mate, come here. Who's that? Go on, eat me. Roast. Your hands are foggy. <laughs> <laughs> He's coughing in there. <laughs> do you still, kind of, even though still game Spanish, do you still can't help yourself but look at certain moments in the news and think what would Tam do in these situations? Let's see, like everyone's stockpiling, for example, and I'm looking at that going, Tam would be in the clansman right now in the toilets, oh, just right. like Wait taking the eye. <laughs> And sanitise them now. <laughs> I'd like to think the clansmen wouldn't even have toilet paper, they'd be just be using some newspaper that's lying on the bar. Not an old newspaper, old shiny newspaper. Half that yeah, well, that's what I was I, I, I grew up in poverty, I said that about 10 minutes ago. We, we used to wipe our ass and we ran out of toilet paper and we had no money with a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, like, my ass with newspaper, then I had to bend over so my dad could read the stories. The top tip that I got for this was, because it happened to me when I was there, I was shooting hogs, and you take the, the toilet roll tube and you soak it under warm water, and then you use that to like, actually keep the toilet paper there. What, are you doing that duck walk? Like, you you're, know? you're here to learn tonight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you've ever run out of toilet paper, you do that walk, don't you? You kind of go... The John Wayne. The, <laughs> you go the phone, you text everyone you know, if they don't respond, you kind of go, alright, I've got five metres to do it. I reckon I could not poo. Who are you texting and why? You texting somebody saying, can you come around my house with toilet roll, please? Real life, real life Sam, I'm texting him, he lives in fucking Markle, but like, Hey, can I come around and give me some toilet paper? No one in my call has toilet paper. What is this? I don't understand the toilet paper at all. Why? why well, I know maybe food or whatever, if that's going to test the daft girl for David. Why toilet paper? What is the best thing about that? See, the thing I don't get is, is why are they all taking part? Do, are people generally stockpiling pasta because they think Italy is the only place it's made? Is it no? Tell us about Greg and Ford. Like they, the two of them are. They must have been amazing to work with because they're geniuses. You know, you don't create two of the most iconic programs in the Scottish history back to back without having that amazing talent. Oh, the we have a particular Ford, particularly when he's he's 
when he's on for me, he's, he's a funny, he's a funny, funny guy. Really funny. Yeah. Is he the tall one or the short one? Short one. He's the old one in the TV show, Jake. He's the old guy. Yeah. Uh, aye, so, I don't know, we've had some great times, great, great times. We're up filming the last bit there, but we all, we all fade away in the last episode. Uh, we all, all didn't fade away. And we filmed it up in the. Uh, somewhere under the rock by a kind of wee beach, wee tidy beach, in the rain. Palmaha? Palmaha, area of dark, and it was all that. Pouring the rain, pouring the rain. And then uh, a guy turns up. I, I, I was conceived to this. I was conceived here, and then he said, "Can I not?" And then about wasn't he wasn't meant to be threatening. I've got a knife. Automatically, automatically, I wanted to control the situation by pushing one of them in front of me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fault you're funny, so Greg, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to be the fake bit from the last episode, yeah. Because my the stage direction was Tam fades away, picks up a 50 pence, fades away, and two young children running behind them. And uh, I got my boy to be the child. And, uh, oh, that nice. Good for me. Oh. To go forward, you know. How many takes did he need? Oh, he was very, very good. It's a crew and all that, I'm not. <laughs> uh, speaking of, you probably had this question numerous times. Everybody on uh, Twitter that's involved in Silvia, what happened to Tam Twain? <laughs> Do you know what, just before you answer that, because you'll have a million answers for this now, I would imagine. I noticed in Greg Hemphill's Twitter today, his actual bio on Twitter is I don't know what happened to <laughs> Stop asking. It's because Ford did all the work, mate. Are you now in the stage where you just make up and you answer every time? I, mean, I, uh, I was thinking um, that maybe 13 or something. Uh, well, you know, uh, and he's in a young offenders institution. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I met him a few times. What do you, what would you want to have happened to that kid? Other than maybe what you just said. Selling pasta in the black market, doesn't it? Well, I, what would I want from the town? Want from? Mm -hmm. To grow up to probably be a forger or something. <laughs> <laughs> like a common thief, a good thief. Get good thieves in Glasgow these days, thieves. But uh, I, there's lots of people who come in and out of your life during the, the, the show and the way, and you know, Dorothy Paul played my wife's uh, sister that came up. You know, and she was like, By the way, was anyone, is it, maybe that's just me, was anyone want to see a proper sex scene when that happened that episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to shame to say that if it would have got far enough, I might have considered a wank. Poor <laughs> <laughs> shit, the result would be the same in the end, wouldn't it? That's say aye, aye, aye. Never mind, Dan probably got my 29, but Dorothy Paul doing at 65. As I say, let's see what happens with the virus. <laughs> so again, just quickly moving on to what you're saying. Um, you worked with Dorothy Paul and there was loads of celebrities in Still Game, so who was like the best or who was the one where you kind of went, fucking hell, what are you doing here? Oh, I was right, I know what Dorothy Coltrane was in it and uh, um, Celia Imre was in it as well, who's a kind of well-known English 
Shakespeare. A lot of Scottish people probably aren't as familiar with Craig Ferguson as America as well, and that must seem like a big deal to get this big Hollywood talk show. Well, he was, uh, uh, he's, he's come over, nobody really knows him here, but he's Big guns are there, you know. And he, was, he was huge. He was the guy that did the late late show before James Corden and did it better. He would tell you stories which I'm not repeat, but he would tell you stories, no even name drop, he would just tell you stories because he was talking about people in the room. You got invited to his house, didn't you? I, I went for a, 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 a summer, a, a summer party that was ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Okay. He's in River City now. Did, would you not fancy like being like? What would you want to be if you were in River City? But like, would you want to be a bastard, or would you just want to be like yourself? <laughs> oh no, I'd be, I'd be really hard. Ah. I'd come out, I'd, I'd sum up at the door, and all that. I bought us. You see the toilet roll, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I could do that easy. A lot of stuff, are you? Like, what to do? Can we asked James uh, as well, what would be your ideal next role? Well, I did Outlander last year, there a couple of episodes in that. That's you, you can go to the conferences all around the world yeah, now. conferences like that, like, like, I don't know, but I'll do that. I'm going to go next week and do a bit, a wee bit of Squat Squad. I've never done that, so I've been back with myself and Julie and uh, Louise McCarthy, and I've got a little bit of someone in Dublin coming up. So, I know, it's sort of a idea panel. We've got last year with a panel, this year, last year with a contract. So it's a busy year, you know, with the show and all that. So it's been 20, 25 years we've been at a drama college, unbelievable, you know. So Jesus. Out, Outlander's a weird one because I worked, when I first went back here, I worked in HMD for about six months. And Outlander was the one that like, old like, old ladies were buying it on DVD. And it was, because, I, don't, it, I don't know if many people in Scotland actually watch it, but it's fucking massive in America. Huge. Outlander's one that's like a time, a woman that's right. a time traveller and she goes back and falls in love with like an old Scottish. It's like a, it's a soft core porn, though. I haven't seen a lot of it, but you're watching it going, I want to bang it. This, this old woman in HMB was buying like, the, the box set of Outlander for me. I can't, I'm not going to pretend I remember. Say the new guy was called fucking Dave. It's just like, oh, that <laughs> Dave. That, we all have feelings towards Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that Dave, he just. And she looked at me kind of coyly and went, this really turns me on. <laughs> Think how horny she'll be now that the coronavirus is coming. <laughs> and it was one of those ones where we kind of looked at each other and my face went bright red and I didn't know what to do and I was kind of like, that's good. <laughs> There's nothing you can say, you can't be like, you know, I'm a rich. Like, you, like, that's not a thing you can do in the shop. Um, <laughs> 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 it wouldn't have been Dave, but that would be really terrible. It was a big Sam. Yeah, uh, Sam, yeah. Sam Hume. It was the main guy, I think, like Mr. Outlander. Good luck, yeah. Time for you to be the next Bond, I believe. That's Katie G, just nodding her head. I told you that. She knows, man. That's it, he's the same with the he just plays it cool like a young lady when he's coming to shite gigs like this. Shady, you're going to implicate Mark in a crime now? Yeah, alright, so this is a question that we ask everyone and they're going to shite it, but I reckon you'll nail this. If Tan was to murder someone and get away with it, how would he do it? Or you. Or you. Or yourself. I would think, uh, I'm just thinking that if you just keep me like that, I would say it. Poisoning. <laughs> That's so profound. Poisoning. How are you doing it then? Give us some background to you. I think it would probably be, just, this has just kept me again. <laughs> it would probably be a slow poisoning. No, to, uh, to, to, to draw attention to the, to look to the law. So I would probably, depends obviously age, you know, that sounds like a plan this sort of thing. <laughs> I would probably do that slow poisoning, which would, would probably end in organ failure. Uh, oh, or, or, I would, or I would glass somebody. Juggler vein, I haven't thought about that either. Would there be a preference for what bottle you would like to use to glass somebody? I'd probably use an old fashioned tumbler that they did back in the day. Yeah. Looks like, a, looks like a mountain ridge. Bang! Bang! Nice. And, and then, then you would bury them in the big hill in our booth. Yeah, they're a mix of beer cake. <laughs> and Hannah. Sounds all oddly satisfying. It's, uh, it's satisfying hitting somebody with a tumbler. 
does make you go in a terrible winner. It'd be messy. <laughs> what was the thing we used to go to? I've talked to my sister, we used to go to football in the 80s. When we used to go to football, as a lot of team support. I remember going as a young, a young boy going, this is the <laughs> All of the burger vans in that team were converted ambulances. From <laughs> <laughs> Glasgow, watching the fish, blood, horror, and death. That they've not been properly cleaned, blow myself and going, hot dogs, no. It's something that I've always thought about in like films and TV shows, is like, I, I suppose the go-to is maybe something Begbie does in Trainspotting. I want it to be a situation where like, Begbie glasses somebody and then like gets the boat. Like, nobody ever gets the boat, when they see all the blood, go, oh fuck, that's mine. <laughs> oh, sorry mate, I didn't realise that would happen. Like, Horrendous. I could go to jail for this. Like, I'm really sorry. And there's no toilet roll for me. Help me. <laughs> you ever been in a fight? Uh, I, I was never a fighter. I was a lover. <laughs> and I remember the, 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 the violence. I told my, I told my boy this the other day. I was somebody in maths. It was maths arithmetic. And uh, somebody was gave, somebody was giving the teacher uh, Sharky's name is. I ain't hard time and everything, so I'm just banging on the blah 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 class finishes, I'm walking to French. <laughs> I'm, walking, I'm walking and I was really angry about this class. And a boy, I don't know if he banged it or I banged it with him, but they banged it. I turned around and I always remember some moment with fucking 14. He's banged it and I turned and looked at him and I went like that. And I've slapped him in the face <laughs> like a French fop. <laughs> And he just went back right to me. Fuck you! I'm writing notes now. I'm going to remember that fight. Uh, but no, I've never liked to fight him. <laughs> 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 I'm a slack fuck. There's a moment when you fight. I remember I was in a fight with this guy and I let him punch me four times before it registered in my head. Fucking punch him back! <laughs> Did you get me out of state of shock? You're like, why is this guy punches? Stop it, stop it, stop it! Stop it. 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 Stop I don't know if you guys are the same, but see when I seen their character on the football field, I was like, why the fuck are you taking this so serious? Why are you trying to like break my fucking shin? It, it's not for anything. We're not fucking going to end up playing for Celtic or Rangers or Winner Cup. We're just fucking around with the ball in the scheme. It's really, really, it gets, it, it gets really sore football. I mean, I don't need to join Glasgow School Duty at this point, right? I had the time in my life. Every Tuesday, Thursday night, West Side Story, all the time. All the lasses from different schools, but I don't have to play football in school on Saturday. I came to all that. I was about 14, 15 years time playing. And I remember thinking, this is sore. <laughs> they booted me, I went, cancel that too. I'm out of here, forget about it. <laughs> I, I'm in playing, but I can pinpoint moment I decided that I wasn't, football wasn't for me. And I was playing a match, and I played for fucking Lenzie Boys Club. And Lenzie's a bit pinky out, right? It's a bit posh. And uh, we were playing a football match in Rukhese. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Rukhese is a ball here, a wee ball, for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, Rukhese had its own TV show on Channel 5 about 15 years ago where they were just trying to make it look nice. That was like the whole point of them, we're just going to try and make Rukhese look nice. So I was playing a football match there, 
and I was about 12, I was about four foot fucking nothing in big 11 aside goals and a guy came onto the pitch on a quad bike and just started <laughs> circling around me. <laughs> And I just stood there and I didn't know what to do, so I just started crying. <laughs> and and about, I, I wouldn't leave my head. See, this was like 10 minutes into the game, and I was just like, <laughs> And about 20 minutes later, the coach is shouting at me because I was standing at the edge of the box, like the other team are just tapping things, and he's like, Are you fucking building sandcastles out there? <laughs> <laughs> and that was it, I was just like, I'm not going to play football anymore, I that. We're almost uh, close to the end of the first half, so, so before we do that, do you want to play your most famous contribution to this podcast, Danny? Um, are you going to sing it? Are you going to sing it? Uh, no, you guys are going to sing it? Yes. Yeah, we've got people <laughs> there. <laughs> sing it. Just one man. Yes. <laughs> so this is uh, a feature that we have in the podcast that Danny will explain to you, Mark. Danny loves it, it's, by the way, it's his favourite thing. Fuck so. Uh, so. <laughs> Definitely not Rand's course, definitely not Rand's course. Um, are you, it's the final time, isn't it? Yeah, probably, yeah. We, we say this all the time. So, oh, yeah, fuck you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, are you familiar with the website Urban Dictionary? Yes. Right, and uh, because I kind of ran out of stuff in this, I've also turned to the Profanosaurus from the Viz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're on to that now as well. So I'm just going to go straight into it. Are you going to sing? Yeah, do you want to stand up and sing? Yeah. Do you want me to hold the mic as you sing? I'll hold the mic as you sing. Why didn't you hold the mic? Because you're not. Because these things don't work. I'll hold the mic. Do you not want to take my shirt off? That's a weird thing. Do you not want to take my shirt off? It's a sexy game, it's one of the ones. I, I, I got too excited. <laughs> and my nipples are very hard already. <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to sit back down, I'm not standing up. So. Uh, right, I'm not going to stare any of you in the eye when I do this, but I expect you to finish it off for me. Boobs and wellies and bums and jazz. What does it mean? Yeah! We've boosted that audio like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> One pair? Hi, thank you very much. This night's peaked, I'm gone, fuckies. Uh, right, cool. Uh, hello, I'm Urban Dictionary Quiz. My name is Daniel Watterson. Uh, so, how are we going to do this? We'll do Shane versus Mark. Shane always loses at this, Mark. So Why do we always preface it with Shane always? It hurts my feelings. Dude, you have been fucking... Okay, I'll wait till the second episode if you want to talk about hot feelings, man. Okay. Not, not to, like... Boost your your confidence with this too much, but a guy from Love Island smoked Shane at this other day. He can't even say words and he beat me. A guy from Love Island, his co star in Love Island said, Oh, yeah, it was a one minute video, and he went, Oh, I thought it was a 60 second video. Well, you just looked at him like, Come on, man. Not even a joke. Right, so what happened is, what we'll do is, we'll do Shane versus Mark. I'll read out a word from either the Profanosaurus or the Urban Dictionary. You guys take your best guess, tell me what you think it means. If one of you gets it, amazing, you'll get a point. If you both don't get it, what we'll do is we'll throw it out to you guys and you can decide who wins the point. Sound fair? Yes. You just don't answer. I'm like that fucking, I feel like Stephen Mohern. <laughs> That's a really shit one to pitch. <laughs> he does like the in shit. For a penny, in for a pound. Um, he's like the shit game show guy, so I'm Stephen Mohern. Right, so, uh, first one is Shane, I'm going to give you the first one. I want you to tell me what ghost cheeks means. Ghost cheeks. Ooh, okay. I can't give you it as an example of oh, sense because I've not written that down. 
<laughs> I'm quite confident in this one. So that's when you uh, you go for a massive poo, and you go to wipe, right? And you can see this poo in the toilet. You wipe. You look at the toilet paper because everyone does, even if they do not. And there's nothing there. Okay. Okay. Mark. Ghost cheeks. Ghost cheeks. Oh, stands. Stands. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go along with that as well, but I don't know if it, I, I don't know if it is. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think it's um, uh, I, it's the same as that. That's what I think. <laughs> well, that was yeah, that's going to be a draw on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, no. Uh, but uh, do you want to go have another have another go? We'll just pretend. See if you just make something up, you'll win the point, because that's what happens. Uh, they, yeah. they, they immediately prefer you to Shane, so <laughs> you can say anything and you'll be fine. I can't kind of think of anything. Well, we got winner! Right, so ghost sheets is when you sit on a public toilet and can feel the warmth of the seat from the previous <laughs> occupant. <laughs> It's not sexual and it's not necessarily scotch either. Just think of the shape. I was thinking of a, a, a runny dog. A runny dog? Okay, there you go. Shane? Don't say the same. I reckon it's when... Um, oh fuck, I don't really know. Um, hmm. So... <laughs> you've got... You've eaten a lot of haggis. Right? You're eating a lot of haggis. Fuck off! You're not the one! <laughs> You're eating a lot of haggis. Is it a haggis pancake? Is it a haggis pancake? What did you say? Is it a haggis pancake? Actually, was it's usually made up of chips, donut meat, cheese, and Jaeger. 
Right, okay, final one. Which everyone comes to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, final one, and I expect creative hats on for what you think Robbie Burns is. <laughs> Continue that lovely Scottish theme, Robbie Burns. Robbie Burns. Robbie Burns. Not Ravi Burns, Robbie Burns. Robbie, Robbie Burns. Like, <laughs> 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 Robbie Burns in the, in the crowd. I think it's when um, you're getting a hand job from someone else, but you don't want to stop it because. I mean, a, a shit hand job is still a hand job, you take it. Um, but afterwards, it's quite a scene, it's like, you don't realise till you finish that like there's like marks on your penis and like blood has been drawn from this just rubbish dry hand job. I reckon that's a. Oh, that's, that's a that's a rubby boom. Okay, Mark, do I go for Robbie Burns? Yeah. I can give you a clue by saying it's not that. <laughs> I, I love the fact that you don't realise until you're finished that that's happened. No, no, no one touches my penis that often. Um, is it, uh, is it, uh, is it a penis related? It is penis related. I think it is a, 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 a what we would call a Chinese bum. Oh, I'll just throw this in. A cigarette bum. <laughs> or indeed, let me just put a thug up some sort of uh, sulfuric acid. It's damaged by heat. Only, only from a Scottish person. It's not, it's not that either, but that's barely good. That was free laughs, so you didn't get the issue. <laughs> right, so Robbie Burns is the chafing of the bell end as a result of going commando for a full day. Oh. Uh, is, is anyone in here commando right now? I was going to say that. That was more of a dawning realisation from the audience. <laughs> Usually everyone goes, oh, yuck, but everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah, I've been there, yeah. The old, the old Robbie Burns. <laughs> just, just January the 25th, I'm celebrating Robbie Burns Day. Do you want to throw it out to the audience then who won the last one to see if it was a draw or. I think we know the answer, but it'll be quite nice. Yeah, we'll just go for the, the full thing, all three answers. So, all those who think Shane won, give me a cheer. All those in favour of Star of Tuna Fat, still gay, oh, all these things. It's going on tour and still gone. He's made you laugh for over 20 years. Mark Cox, if you think he won, give us a cheer. Listen, Mark, thank you so much for coming tonight. Do you want to tell everyone how they can get their hands on tickets for the Central Scotland shows, well, maybe? There's one guy here from Canada as well, if you Yeah, we're there. going to come there at some point, but yeah, we're doing the King's Glasgow, uh, as I say, it's after all this nonsense has passed. We're doing King's Glasgow, if you're the south side, we're doing Eastwood, we're doing Air, uh, Livingston, Aberdeen, Dundee, uh, Dunoon and Open, lots of places. So that's you, Paul Riley, Jim McCarry and guests. and guests. So you can imagine the guests will be people from the show that you want to hear the stories from. Peter Kay's wife to talk about me. I'm going to find that a bit shreddy. Um, read it out to start the second one. But guys, give it up again for Mark Cox. That was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.